When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code SPOTIFY to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code SPOTIFY at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code SPOTIFY. Hello and welcome to a brand new Five Heart Podcast live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's good to be back here with you. My name is Greg Mahochko. I couldn't be here with you all last week and I'm sad that I missed the show, but I'm happy to be back. I said that already. We're getting into the redundancy already. Let me introduce uh, my fine co-hosts and colleagues. This gentleman over here, our founder, our fearless leader, you know him, you love him, John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. Hi. How are you, sir? I'm I'm maintaining. I'm happy because we beat up Purdue in baseball. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. This uh handsome stealthy fellow uh he's he's incognito undercover. He's the newest member of the Five Heart show, but you know him, you love him from uh, other classics like The Big Red Cobcast and Through These Gates, a documentary about Nebraska fans, Mr. Ryan Tweedy. Tweedy, what's up, bud? Hey, guys, I don't know why my screen isn't working, but it says I don't have internet, but clearly I have the internet, so... Well, from I'm... our end, your internet basically does it shows that it's barely alive. Which, I don't understand Which... how that could possibly be true. Which is why we try to show up a few minutes early and. Uh, yeah, my kid was my kid needed to eat. I was selling a bicycle. I was. Um, you were selling a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> a bike. Two Russian guys came. Or actually, a Russian man and a Russian woman came over and bought a bike for my wife. And I needed to make sure they weren't rapists, so I had to be there. <laughs> we appreciate Makes your chivalrous sense. nature. <laughs> So, <laughs> but as soon as I figure this out, man, Fred Sacco uh, saying the role of Tweety being played by Zartan tonight. Did he mean Tarzan? I don't. I think he means Zartan. I don't know who that is. I'm gonna look it up because I'm curious now too. Oh, you laughed like you got it. You laughed like you got the joke. Zartan is a fictional character from the G.I. Joe, a real American hero toy line, comic book, and animated series. Cool. Apparently. Was he black? I don't understand what the connection is. Uh, what, what, he's not. Um, <laughs> but he's. I, I think that this comes into like the stealth nature. Oh. Um, let's see if I can't share a, a nice picture for everybody here on it. Let me okay. load it up into the program. I'm gonna try a really fancy technique that they do sometimes in the tech world. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I'm going to log out and log back in. Oh, right have you tried turning it off and turning it on again? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'll be right back. Zartan. Oh, Zartan. John. Ma yeah. 
Do you realize that uh, you have your name in as Greg? Oh. I thought it was weird it, when it's just, Greg was... Just, just move on. <laughs> just move on. My so. God. It's, you know what? It's May 18th. Yep. Which means it's it's damn near June. Which That's uh, how the calendar works. Uh, which, you know, you get to June and you can almost feel like college football season isn't that far off again. Which is why we pay attention. Which is why I pay attention to Husker baseball anyway. Because, well, let's uh, talk know, about it, it. it. It makes the time go by. All hey, right, uh, damn here. beast media. Uh, oh, my God. Look, there he is. And his internet looks fine. Good job turning that off and turning it on again, Ryan Tweedy. You're welcome, uh, guys. I thank you. I really appreciate the uh, the kind words. I'll send, I'll send you a bill because that's normally <laughs> what I tell most of my customers in IT is uh, have you tried turning it off and turning right, it so on So you're going to send me a bill for my idea? <laughs> was it, it, was, it was my idea the whole time. Uh, Coronation's very own Aaron Rostovsky says, Greetings from fabulous West Lafayette. That's right. That's where the uh, Husker baseball team is. Uh, and uh, for the final regular season Big Ten series against Purdue. Purdue. Does that not help at all? It doesn't <laughs> not help. <laughs> It'll be in the shot. You know what you what you really need to make that scene is somebody tied up in the background. That's, <laughs> that would be you know, best. All, all this to make sure that your wife wasn't raped at the door from the people yeah. buying a bike. Yeah, you never so, know, man. It's really, L.A. Dude, I, I, I don't put anything past L.A. Yeah, and if they want a bike, they're fit. That's <sighs> fair. Um. Yeah. So, John. Hmm? I trust you to fill in the Husker uh, faithful on the baseball situation from today. Well, Nebraska beat up Purdue. I think it was ten to five. But this uh, this team, I think, tied the record for home runs in a season. Aaron's on here; he can verify this. But they tied the run- home runs in a season, that record that's been around since like 1985. Uh, I would like us to beat the living shit out of Purdue just because of what they pulled last year with the whole rain delay, didn't play the last game so they could get into the tournament and keep us out. And what bothers me is not that they did that, not that that event by itself. It's that I want to say you have a coach that literally backed his way into a tournament by not playing purposefully. How the fuck do you sell? How do you let that exist in your program? How do you, a guy who doesn't respect the sport so much that he doesn't want to compete in it, has no business being your head coach? That's what bothers me about that incident. You know, it, I, can you imagine? I mean, can you, listen, can you imagine if we just purposely let our base basketball team tank into the ground, how much the Big Ten Conference would be pissed off at us? I mean, it well, kind of already looks like we're doing that. Years. But I assure you, people who aren't Nebraska people are on here that we're trying to get a good basketball program going. But, you know, I mean, there you go, Fred. You, you sons of bitches. That's what bothered me about the the Purdue thing last year, and I hope we beat the shit out of them. I hope we like score fifty runs, fifty. Remember when Scott Frost didn't go to a bowl game, even though he could have? Yes. 
You know, if that we were all we ignored so many signs, it was like being in a marriage. I'll just let that go right there. It's just Aaron, uh, our our coordination uh, baseball beat writer says 1985, 93 homers in 69 games. Nice. Uh, did it in 51 games this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, the bats were alive at times. And not in the midweek games as much. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it's been a weird year. They lost too many of the big the, the midweek games. But, you know, the season isn't over. The Big Ten tournament is coming up. Can they win it? I don't know. If everything comes together, they got a shot. But, uh, I don't know. You know, they hit 30 wins today. I hope they – again, I hope they just beat the snot out of Purdue in the next two games. So. Next one's at noon tomorrow. If you want to listen on your Huskers app on your raid on your little phone thing, that's enough baseball. My phone thing, he means phone. Is this the yeah, Huskers phone. app here? I'm guessing. That's the Huskers app. Okay, just making sure I had it. I mean, I don't know how many Huskers apps there are that are out there. I just want to make sure I had the right one. So good. Maybe I'll give it a listen. Um, is that noon Eastern or is that noon God's time zone Central? What do you want from me? <laughs> uh, answers, if possible. Probably central. Uh, yep, yeah, game moved up to noon central uh, per Evan Bland at the Omaha World Herald. The answers are hard. John, it's not that difficult. Come on, man. You you said it uh, there towards the outset. We are, I mean, as we're recording this, of course, it drops on Fridays, but we record, you know, do the show on Thursday. So it's May 18th. We are two months removed from summer camp, right? I mean, mid-July? Or is it... It's beginning of August. Really? Well, yeah. I thought, like, you know, like, the not not to say, like, the... Oh, shit, what's the You mean the one for? where you bring the videotape and it's not supposed to be taped and then you tape it anyway and then you get NCAA violations? No. Nope, that, nope. one, that one usually takes place in June. But don't they, yeah, but they have some conditioning, right? Well, they they got a condition every day. Well, damn it, John. Are you talking about the official start of fall camp? No, I'm talking about like the pre-camp camp. I, they, nobody knows when that is. It's held in secret. Fine. Uh, here we go. Damn, damn Beast Media says 100 days until college football oh, is back. Oh, that's for LSU, though. But I assume well, it's, it's it, for everybody. It's the same thing for pretty much everybody. Everybody starts around, you know what I mean? The college football season's coming up. Cal does it on August 4th, but Cal sucks, and now we know why. <laughs> 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 well, one of the things that I, I wanted to, uh, you know, there's a lot that I wanted to talk about this week. Um, and I don't know, I think before I get to Nebraska business, I wanted to John, you like video games, right? Yeah. Tweety? What's that? I'm sorry, I was reading the comments. I get distracted by the flashing lights. What <laughs> Um what you, you did you play video games or, or did you I, or I do play video games, yes. Do um you guys I mean, we all remember EA sport EA college football, like twenty fourteen yeah. or something with the last one. Uh so they're bringing it back. Everybody knows that, I believe for twenty twenty four. Yep. And this announced earlier this week is that, uh, you know, as part of probably the negotiation to, to even be able to bring it back, names and likenesses to be in the new college football game from EA Sports. Uh, 
I'm guessing that's attributed to various nil deals and and making sure that these uh, guys get paid. Correct, John? Yeah. <laughs> I did turn on audio game control. <laughs> I was sitting here texting Ryan. Oh, my God. Uh, we're, we'll have this down by the time the football season starts. What, yes. What, what's wrong with my audio? It's a little light, isn't it, low? I mean, I didn't turn it up. You do you, Ryan. I'm never okay. going to question you. Uh, yeah, it is so they can get paid, I assume. I mean, you yeah, have to, so I don't... Paid. Did you see how much they're getting paid? How much are they getting paid? They're going to get about 500 bucks each. They did all this for $500. That's not right, is it? The pool is $5 million. That's what the rumors are. That's what they're claiming. I was reading about it today. They're claiming the pool is $5 million, which will average out to about... Um, Thank you, Fred Sacco. They're averaging out to be about 500. I yell, dude. It's important that I keep my audio chill in case I scream. Um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, so that's what I was reading today is that the pool is about 5 million, so it'll be about 500 bucks a person. So they did this for chump change. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. You know, this is, this, this is EA Sports. But you know, that's the thing about... That's the thing about uh, everybody wanted the college football game to return. Everybody wanted it back. Everybody loved playing it when it was around. But EA Sports is a as a video game producer. It's just really they're terrible. I mean Why? they're freaking awful. Why? They have a tendency to just put out. Well, put it this way: they have gobs and gobs and gobs and gobs of resources, and they have and they they just put out stuff that's half baked a lot of the time. You know, they put out stuff and then they're like, oh, well, we, we'll fix it as we go along. I, I really just cutting corners wherever they can. I don't know. I'm I looking forward like to the, be. I just don't like the thing where you like, if you want to play the game, you got to like buy all that in-app bullshit. But that's just the way of the world now. And I'm an old man. I'm like John now. I'm out of clouds. Back in my day, you paid $6, you got the whole game. Well, you know, they EA Sports or EA Electronic Arts, I think, was the where's the company that started the pay for play stuff where they uh, you had to buy stuff to play. I think it was Star Wars Battleground. And uh, if you didn't buy it, you couldn't you know, you couldn't be one of the better players and you go out on this field. It probably started with like Fortnite or whatever that game's called. No, it was EA Sports because they got I think they got sued for it. Or Electronic Arts, which EA Sports is part of EA. Right. And then yeah, I think EA EA Sports puts out Madden. If you ever play Madden, you just look at... I don't yeah, know, Rockstar just, makes more sense because they were doing Grand Theft Auto and all that shit. Yeah, well, you know, the NCAA wanted to get as much money as possible, I'm sure. <sighs> Greg disappeared. Hey, you had to turn it off and turn it back on again. I guess so. <laughs> he had the whole lineup for what we were supposed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about video games for a while, man. Well, you know, I don't like I don't like when my wife says that I play that I shouldn't play video games because I'm 40. Yet she'll watch TV. Yeah, I've never understood that either. Explain to me how it's any different. I don't. It makes I don't you know. dumber, and video games makes you smarter. 
Yeah, I, I, I've never understood. I get a, I, you know, I don't get that much crap from people, mostly because I'm not around them. <laughs> but there's a lot of people, you know, that I'm 60 and I say I play video games. People look at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why don't you just sit around and watch the same shows we do? And then yeah. when I, when Greg says something like, if you caught up on Ted Lasso, I will say no, but I've caught up on Dream Slayer or Demon Slayer or whatever the frick that anime for Netflix was. And, and then people are even like, oh my God, what's wrong with this guy? Here's the thing. You'd really enjoy Ted Lasso because you used to coach soccer. soccer. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I did. Yeah. So, and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, no, I, I really think you condition coach soccer. Did you play soccer? <laughs> did I? Yeah. I coach kids. Oh, okay. His kids and other people kids. People let me coach their children, Brian. You know what else they did? They let me take their children into the woods and teach them how to use weapons. <laughs> the proper handling of knives, hatchets, and axes, and sometimes high-powered rifles. <laughs> Okay, what else you got, Greg? What do you want? Well, I have some uh, <clears throat> pinned tweets, pinned comments pinned. that are pinned. Okay. Pinned. Uh, Fred Sacco, as he does every week, except like last week when I wasn't here, says, "What's Greg drinking other than John's Rage?" Uh, Fred's having a Dragon's Milk Crimson Keep. I am going with a, a just a straight old Lining Kugel's original. Probably better known for their summer shandies, but uh, I saw, saw this and thought, ah, I've not tried their original. So I'm partaking of their original. It's, it's good. I like blindies. I did not care for the summer shandies. Well. All the memories of the alcohol I drink is going away. All the beers you bring up, they're just, they're just slowly fading from my past. <clears throat> <laughs> I prefer weed. Be weed beers? <laughs> no, no, weed. 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 Sorry. Took me a minute. Yeah, but I'm taking this year off from smoking weed, so um, I have to be every once in a while. Do you uh, do you find did the weed help or hinder uh, your love of Husker football in the last four years, five years? Um, neither. I've been smoking weed since I was like 14 years old. It's just a way of life. <laughs> I, they didn't have it in Lincoln back then, did they? What? <laughs> Are you fucking? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I almost kept that straight face. So, <laughs> um, all right. So we have other uh, other things to get to. Um, John, tell us about your uh, mascot—not mascot, your uh, uh, t-shirt mastodon poll thing. Fred says I voted for the evil, disturbing mastodon logo. By the way, had a write-in of John as a mastodon, as a mastodon dropping an elbow on Todd. We'll talk about Todd later. Don't worry. Well, I, I, you know what, I did the, I did the nicknames video, and at the end of it, there was the bonus nickname of Man Killing Mastodons, and I, people on YouTube started saying this needs to be his T-shirt, and I, you know, it does. I, and I thought, I don't want to just, I mean, listen, nobody wants to look at designs that I'm, I am going to make out of a T-shirt unless they're just text phrases. But uh, I decided to use Design Crowd, 
you know, I paid like $215 for up to 20 designs and I got about 38. And uh, a lot of them, I thought a lot of them were very good. A lot of them were very interesting. And then, you know, the problem is, is that, look at this, look at this, come here, look at this. Oh. She just has to eat paper towels. It's the most bizarre <laughs> thing ever. If they're on my desk, she freaks out. Anyway, um, the the hardest part of this was getting people to understand. <laughs> Your dog eats paper towels? Yeah. I'd, uh, apparently it's because, you know, there's like, I'm a messy eater, okay? I'm a messy eater. It gets on the paper towel. Anyway, uh Mastodons are not elephants. Correct. Well, if you, look at, elephants. If, if you look at the designs, they're probably closer to elephants. I made a few of them kind of like go, hey, these are different. You know, that one actually did not make the cut. I like that design, but I, I, I really think that there were a lot of them. There were a lot. I think there were about eight or nine I could have chose. But I didn't think that it was good for people to have to choose between eight or nine designs. And uh, so that one did make the cut. And that is, if you go to coronation.com, you will see an article about voting on the man killing mastodons Nebraska t shirt design. And you can vote for your favorite one. Uh, right now, one that is, uh, I think, the most terrifying design is in first place. And I, I, think, I think here's the key. You looked. I looked at a lot of the like. Look at this one. This one kind of has a personality. It looks very demonic, right? The one before that I felt didn't have enough personality. It, you know what I mean? It didn't look fierce. It didn't look anything. It just. It was a nice drawing. It's a nice drawing, you know, with some texture and layers. But it doesn't really have a, you know, a, a personality. You know, like, kind of like Obi Wan and most of the Star Wars characters after the first three. They're just flat, they're undescribable, and, uh, you know, people really don't care about them. And if you're going to do a t-shirt design, I think it, uh, you know, I think they should be fun. They should be interesting. They should spark conversation. I don't know. I don't want to just wear something like this. You know, I mean, they got rid of this, right? They got rid of the okay thing because supposedly... You know, white supremacists took over the this for something. And but this also means three and out. Yeah. In my family, this is the circle game. When my daughter holds yeah. this. Me too. And, and, then she, and then I always fall for it and she punches me. But, you know. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that whole white supremacy thing started on 4chan as a joke to prove how dumb the media is. If I remember correctly, I remember reading that. That it actually started on 4chan. 4chan is horribly awesome. <laughs> they do so much crazy shit just to fuck with people for zero reason. Uh, that's true. That's true. And I, I think you're right. I've heard that it started on 4chan too. But uh, I, whenever somebody says started on, they, see that one. I think that one is, that one's got, it's got the demonic plus the terrifying kind of like the drub, blood dripping thing going on. It's also got uh, the pink triangle, right? Isn't that what that is? I, I don't know. The is it? Triangle. It is, yeah. Pink triangle upside down. Well, I guess what is upside down for a triangle, but I'm pretty sure that that's the gay triangle. At least it was when I was a kid. <laughs> hey, man, I don't make up the rules. 
Just be careful. Hey, right. I want to have a national man killing mastodon's day. <laughs> John didn't take any of my ideas for t-shirts, by the way. I pitched him ideas. We're not we're not there. This is a first trial of things to come. A damn beast media says speaking of mastodons makes me think to share that I really want to visit the Ashfall Fossil Bed State Historical Park. Okay. I don't know where that is. I don't know where that is either. I'm gonna guess Ashfall. Is is that a town in Nebraska that I've not no. heard of? No. Ashfall is probably like uh, some place where there was a volcano. Official Bearded says should be a caveman with a Husker helmet on fighting a mastodon. That that's not bad. There was there were designs that did not make the cut, and there were a few designs of guys with spears and stuff fighting a mastodon. But I didn't choose those just because you know I thought the six I chose to put in the poll were the the best out of the out of the bunch. I saw like John, you're you're absolutely right. Not that this comes as any sh- uh, surprise to you. The one that I thought I voted on, yeah, or the, I voted on the one I thought it was not the one that you had share uh, stuffed in here. So, all right, moving on. Can we uh, can we make fun of some lesser conferences? Yeah, well, you can. Okay. Why are you asking? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just so used to doing that around the house. Why you got to bring it up? Make it personal. <laughs> That's what I do. Joel Tilson says, what's the latest on the ACC in the Pac-12? The ACC gets $17 million a year from their media contract. That's what's up with the ACC. And the Pac-12 gets like 35 or something like that. And we get like 61 because we're the greatest. (laughs) I think that kind of sums it up. There you go. That and there's seven teams that are like uh, vetting their ability to g- get out of uh, their grant rights to whatever the ACC. I guess there's seven teams in the ACC that if you know if a better offer came along, they would uh, stop telling you that they were washing their hair and go out with that other conference. It's going to be litigious, right? Well, I'm everything is. I mean, that's well, because a lot. Are they in a contract that says they can't leave until 2036? Yeah. So then it'll have to get liti- litigi- liti- litigious, 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 litigious. Probably, litigious. unless there's money to buy out or money to pay out things. And the Pac-12 is just, I think they're screwed. I think I just think they're so screwed. Is it Colorado trying to get back in now? I think, I yeah, they, to the Big 12. Yeah, yeah, they're trying. I heard Colorado was trying to come back to the Big 12, which is pretty, I don't know. Hilarious. They're, they're screwed, too. Realistically, though, I mean, there's a world where Colorado would go back to the Big 12. Missouri has to go back to the Big 12 because they're never really going to compete in the SEC anyway. And uh, I when they went to the SEC. What a was, stupid move. That was nuts. All I don't know. that Nebraska going to the Big 10. They 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 have money. They're in a stable conference. Missouri's going to be fine. Their football program won't be fine, but you know their basketball. If they can find the right coach, they could compete in the SEC. That was their whole deal, right? I mean, that's basically what they did. They were like, "Well, we're just going to fold it up, take this media money, and just accept that we suck at football." 
I mean, somebody's got to deliver up losses. We've been doing that for 10 years, more than our fair share, and it's our time to get some payback. It is our time, damn it. Did yeah. About, did we talk about Deion Sanders yet? We've talked about him a little bit, probably. I don't know. Not enough. I think you might what have you, uh, missed that that we tweeted. Uh, what, what, That's right. Bring it on. What do you want to say about Deion Sanders? I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I have. I don't know what my opinion on him is yet. I think. I mean, as a person, I know my opinion. On a, on a, on a coach, I know what my opinion on him is, but I don't know if he's going to do well or not. I'm not. I haven't made up my mind. My, my heart tells me, or my gut tells me, he won't do well. Because, uh, I think his ego. Like he's going to fuck around, have a bad year, and his ego is going to. He's gonna say something stupid, do something stupid, max exodus, max exodus type stuff. But I don't know. Like I don't, you know what I mean. I could also see him crushing it. He flipped that roster in a weak conference. That's not that weak. Utah's in there, right? And Oregon, maybe Washington. Josh says uh, regarding uh, Coach Prime, he bought an F six fifty. What the hell does he need that for besides hauling his ego around? Aren't Boulder fans supposed to be greener than that? <laughs> yeah, I do. That is kind of a big... And also, like, why is that on ESPN? Why do they have to, they have to dude, do the same... Dude, they're putting... They I, have to do the same thing we have to do, which is create content. Well, I... But at the same time, and I'm not like trying to politicize the show in any way. I, I but go back to 2016 in the presidential election, there was a high-profile personality in that Republican primary that they could really, you know, like like focus on and and oh, what wacky things he going to do now? And I think that's you know lesser stakes. But which wacky personality are you talking about? I don't really think Jim we need Harbaugh. To... <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. If remember you remember Jim Harbaugh Jim... stayed in a kid's uh, treehouse and nobody talked about that for more than five minutes? Yes, they did. That's weird, dude. It is weird, That's but Jim Harbaugh used Jackson-esque. to be. Jim Harbaugh used to be the guy that, that during the offseason they all did this stuff about, about how goofy and screwy he was and the drinking milk thing. and Yeah, but, get... but nobody was like, hey. Why is he sleeping in a treehouse with a child? I think I did. <laughs> I also did. The first thing I thought of was like, "Hey, man, you shouldn't sleep in treehouses with children." Somebody else's children. Yeah. Unless you're in Scouts, and then it's okay. <laughs> we got. We we have a couple of uh, comparisons here that I want to draw, or, or that I want to highlight. Um, Fred says, I think Dion, and he says Mississippi Valley State, it was Jackson State, but uh, I digress, was like our former HC at UCF, had the best players in a weaker level of football, Pac-12, impotent as it is, higher level of competition. And then we had uh, uh, Michael uh, says, I think Dion might have a Scott Frost-like tenure moving to a Power 5. I don't disagree with either I of do, those. I do disagree with that comparison, actually. All right. Because Scott Frost, um, 
is a good football coach. I know it doesn't seem like it, and I know that it's hard to say that, but he's proven himself as a coordinator. He's proven himself as uh, just a, a coach and as a head coach. Like, I don't want him back, and I'm glad he's gone, but I do think that he will do well somewhere else. I think that Deion Sanders is a figurehead. He's not a coach. He's just a guy to get the recruits in, and he hired a bunch of coordinators. He's like a oh, yeah? CEO. He's like a shitty CEO. He's um. Wait like, a minute. Wait. He he can be a CEO and be a he can be but a figurehead. A, a good is, CEO. A good CEO still knows his shit. He's gonna be like a louder, cockier version of Michael Jordan as a coach. He's not gonna be good. Michael Jordan was an owner, though, right? So that's yes. an example. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Better example. Let me think of a better example. Um, okay, let's say that John <laughs> ran a Fortune 500 company. I could see that. Yeah. It, but he was, but he was self-aware enough. He was self-aware enough to just hire the best management. Right? Um, nah, none of this is working. My point is... No, it was. It sounded like a real... That, that sounded like something that could really happen so far. Yeah, I'm just... Do you see what I'm trying to get at, though? Yeah. Scott Frost actually knows how to coach. Deion well, Sanders doesn't. He's literally just there for the photo ops. And he I'm going to let all this Scott Frost stuff you're saying just go by. I'm just going to let it... Just like watching... Like watching mudslides... <laughs> I just don't I don't um I mean I think that Scott Frost would coach circles around Deion Sanders. As a head coach? Yeah. Okay. Now on the well, field, even- if it was you know, Scott Frost is a wide receiver and Deion Sanders is a cornerback, Deion Sanders it, Frost is fucked. But in a coaching match, whatever that looks like Scott Frost is better. A damn beast media says Sanders is a great <laughs> marketer. That only takes you so far necessary, but not enough long term. It, it's it's one thing to flip the roster to get the Lamborghinis and the Gucci bag. I don't know what brand they were. Sure, something. Sure, you could tell. I live at a certain economic level, and and. You know, certain brands are not in my not in my wheelhouse, but yeah, I mean, anybody I, can rent a fucking Lamborghini and buy one Louis Vuitton bag. I mean, that it's I unimpressive mean, to me. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying I don't I don't deal in that world. Me neither. You know, I I, I got two Chrysler minivans in my driveway because I got three kids, and I don't need a purse. Yeah, a satchel. What about an F650? Like Indiana Jones. Though? Would you? Would do you need an F650? Not really have a Tesla. I'm a tech guy, man. I prefer the tech. Here's an interesting one. Uh, Josh says Frost UCF would have smacked Dion uh, Dion's Jackson State. I don't know if that matters. The more I think about it, though. I mean, I would hope so. One's an HBC and one's a UCF. Yeah, the the most fertile recruiting ground in the country. Both of them are right. Jackson State is also there, isn't it? 
Where's Jackson State at? I'm on it. I always thought it was in Florida. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I want to say it's in one of the Carolinas. Uh, Dion is not sham. Fred Sacco said that Dion Jackson, is- Mississippi. Oh, interesting. So. I would assume that that's also pretty fair, fertile recruiting ground, though. Fertile. I do not like Florida. Well, yeah, Spe- nothing's like Florida. Speaking of fertile, Tweety, tell us about your kid. Um, <laughs> he's fucking humongous, dude. Because you know you adopted, right? Yeah, we adopted. Yeah, that's a, that was the joke. I oh, that. I get it. That was a funny joke. <laughs> I am. I'm so lost. I can't. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, the 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 title of the show. We're 36 minutes in. We should probably the future of Husker football. Now, I don't have any AI art imaging, but I had, had right, hoped. I, just, I saw your thing. I could have probably whipped some together for you. My bad. All good. All good. My. I the, can still do it really fast if you want me to. The we we can talk about that. Uh, <laughs> the the what I was thinking of is like it's a m- memorial stadium with a retractable roof, but it's in space. Right, it's the future. Uh, shut up, John. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm just going. Okay, thank you. We we learned earlier this week. I believe it was Monday because I think John and Todd talked about it uh, on Monday Night Therapy. Dylan Rayola has committed to Georgia. Now yep. it comes about a year and a week after he committed to Ohio State. So I'm not saying. There's a chance, but I feel like there's still a little bit of a chance, right? I mean, he's committed and decommitted in the past. Why wouldn't you want to decommit from Georgia and, and commit to Lincoln, right? I mean, is that an, is that a serious question? <laughs> but but it, so Tweety, Tweety we, we had uh, actually one of our uh, one of our chatterfields here uh, in the comments, I think, had had uh, coined the term. Of corn dogs because we had a lot of Georgia kids in the transfer portal coming to Nebraska this year. Mm-hmm. Dylan Rail could be the next corn dog. Just saying. Well, uh, quarterbacks transfer a lot, so you never know what's going to happen. I think the I thing for Georgia. If, Wait, bull what? <laughs> I think the thing for Georgia is he's going to. He's already starting to get the number one wide receiver to try to come with him to Georgia. So. You know, hooray for them. I mean, that's what you get when you're actually winning football games. Kind of and, and, shocking. It works that way. <laughs> and and that was going to be like my, my bigger point is, you know, when, when they were at Pinnacle Bank Arena, when he and, and a lot of other, you know, class of 24 guys were at Haymarket, it, it seemed like, you know, what they call it, the, the biggest, most important recruiting weekend in Nebraska history – and there's like this circle of influence, right? So if he's not coming to Nebraska, how many guys in that group are also just no longer looking at Nebraska? You know what I mean? Like how, how close in it do you think some of these 17, 18-year-old kids are that are like, if he's not there, I'm not there? Well, we haven't been to a bowl game in God knows how long. Why would you fuck? Why would you come to Nebraska? I know for us, the off season has sounded wonderful. Nebraska has all the facilities on the planet. I, you know, 
we have all the assets. We just do not have the performance and we don't have the proof. And, I, you know, if I was a number one running back, until I saw that Nebraska could put together an offensive line that was functional, I wouldn't be coming here either. You know, I don't know why you would do that at all. Yeah, I think it would be foolish. And also, we, we don't have the NIL in place. Um, you know, we don't we don't have the 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 wins. We don't have we have an unproven we have an unproven coach at Nebraska that just came off of a massive, you know, failure failure in uh, North Carolina. Um. He's fat. Um, He's fat. I don't know. I'm just listing things about him. I don't know anymore. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think any. I, I never thought the only the only thing that we had well was that his dad played here and his uncle coaches here. Right. And I don't. Yeah. I'm. I, I'm one of those guys. I while it would have been great to have him, I don't really think he's a necessity. I don't. I don't think we would have necessarily won if, just like Joe Burrow. I don't think we would have necessarily won if he came here. And I think for for similar reasons, and, and Brian Anderson said this a little bit ago. Uh, Dylan Rayola, he may be a decent quarterback in two years, but we need to show we can protect a decent quarterback first before we deserve to get one. That's true. That there's nothing wrong with that statement either, Brian. I, that's I pinned that one from way back. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, and and John, I know. It got brought up in the questions Monday night of, well, if Dylan's not here anymore, how long do you realistically keep uh, Donovan? And I'm like, I, I don't think those two fates are necessarily intertwined anymore. I don't. Maybe they never were. Well, if you're Matt Rule, listen. If you're Matt Rule, you have to come in and win. You know, you're, you don't have to be the big winner in the first season, but you have to win. And you're not going to hire a coach on your staff just to get another guy who's going to be a weak link. I don't know why anybody would do that. Anytime you have a weak link in any kind of organization where you have like a group of people that are supposed to be working together for the same goal, that guy, the weak link, pulls everybody back with him, pulls everybody down. He breaks their motivation. It breaks their will to want to work hard and be successful. So... You know, I think you got to give the, you know, the benefit of the doubt to Matt Rule that he saw something in Donovan Rayola as an offensive line coach. And we're going to – the thing about football is you don't get a hide, you know. IT guys like me, we can hide in server rooms or in my closet or whatever. And uh, you, you're with, when it comes to football, you ultimately don't get a hide from anybody. So we're look. It's the off season. It's May. We we've discussed that, and I'm I'm not I'm too stubborn or stupid or arrogant or all of the above to change my predictions for next year. But where do we sit as as a not that one player, you know, top ranked recruit in the country that he was, whatever, you know, not that one player, you know, that the program hinges on one player. But where do we sit? Uh, where does Nebraska football sit? Uh, going forward, Tweedy. Hmm. I know what I want to say. Say it. Just win six games and get to a bowl game, and we'll move on after that. I mean, that's it for me. I'm gonna say, 
In August, this might change because in August, I'll start drinking the cool day. The cool day. But I just win six games, get to a bowl game in your first year, and I would think that, would, to me, would be a success for Matt Rule's first year. I don't know. I, I mean, I agree, but I also don't. Husker fans are fickle. We're talking about you. What do you want? What does I Ryan mean, Tweedy want? Um, undefeated national champion. That's what I want. <laughs> that's what I want. I okay. Mean, I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's what I want, and that's what I expect every single season. So, I mean, I'm not even – this isn't even a bit. Like, I'm not even doing a bit. Like, I really do mean that. I, that's what I expect. And so, will I be happy with 6-6? Six and six? No. Do I understand that that's what has to happen next to get to undefeated national champs? Yeah. But well, I, I won't be happy about it. I mean, I won't. I'll be, I'll be, but I'm not going to be one of those guys that's calling for Ru- Rule's head. You know, as long as he does. Can you better. be happy about it in May and then not be happy about it in August? What do you, what do you mean? It's the off season. This is the, my gentle part of life. Where I'm like, yeah, we'll be fine. Everything will be okay. Come fucking August and we move to Minnesota, I'll be like trying to figure out how to not burn down my house or some damn thing. <laughs> I, I'm so indifferent about Husker football. Like, I watch every game. I don't miss any games. I haven't missed a game. I've missed one game since I was – probably 12 years old and that was when uh, 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 Bill Callahan played Kansas because in LA it was like a shit ton of money for a for a bar to get that game and nobody would get it and so I had to like listen to the last half on the radio like on internet radio like I so it's not like that but I don't we've been losing for so long yes and I'm 40 now Okay. I don't I have other things to care about. So either fucking win either fucking win or fuck off. Yeah, I think that the, I honestly I think that is a that is a lot of Nebraska fans right now. And the reason why I say that is I see it in our numbers. You know, what I mean I you look at I, I've been doing this, what's this, going to be our 17th year or something like that at Coronation? And you you can look at your numbers for your web hits and see how many people are commenting and see how many people are involved and, and interested. And it's not, the interest is very, very low right now. I think people are really interested in what Matt Rule has to say, but pretty much everybody on the planet, except for the vocal minority of us, are like... Uh, Okay, prove it. You know, this yeah. all sounds great. I've heard so, this bullshit before. And they also There's... have the audacity. They have the audacity to charge what they charge for tickets. They have the audacity to charge what they charge for clothing. And Husker fans are so fucking stupid that they pay. I just don't get it. It's like if I went to a burger joint and they and if I went to um in and out which I wouldn't because it's trash. But let's say I went to In-N-Out, right? And Fat Burger is a far superior burger in LA. 
Okay. Or if you want to get fancy, you should go to um, shit. I forgot what it's called, but it's great. Um, See. <laughs> uh, if I went to In and Out and they made great burgers for the first ten years I went there, and then all of a sudden they started to slowly go downhill, I might, I might keep going for a little while. But if they start raising their prices for a shitty burger, I'm gonna go somewhere else. I'm not going to go to In-N-Out. And they take advantage of Husker fans. I mean, dude, what makes me so mad about Scott Frost, what makes me the maddest about Scott Frost is he was one of us. Matt, Ra- Matt Rule could talk about one of us all he wants, but Scott Frost was one of us, and he fucking phoned it in, and he took our money, and the university let him, and he's a fucking bitch, dude. Fuck that guy, but he's still a better coach than Prime. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, yeah, it's frustrating. And so for me to like Matt Rule, I think he'll do well. I really do. I think I think he'll win Natties here. I really do. I think he's going to do great. But until he does, he can eat a bag of dicks. That's pretty much as blunt as it gets, isn't it? A Dan Beast Media, and I, I've pinned a lot of your comments, folks, so we'll, we'll try to get to them all. A Dan Beast Media says, I'm with Tweety. I love my dogs. 98 grad, but I'm not sacrificing anything. I'm not practicing. I watch every game and will continue to do so, but my daughters and my wife are what matter. Go dogs. That's what. Damn. I don't know how he infiltrated the, the Oh, feed. is he a Georgia fan? Yeah. We welcome everybody. We do. Yeah. He he enjoys us. I, I think so he actually uh, he he signed off and gave the thumbs up the okay to the uh, corn dog moniker. So way back when. So a couple years ago, when the Five Heart Podcast was completely different than the iteration it is now, when it was primarily just Hoss Reuter and myself, we used to talk or Hoss specifically used to talk Hoss. about. Inc- I love Haas. I miss that. I, I did too. I, I reach. I, I talked to him about uh, once every few weeks. Uh, he's doing well. I used um, to. But uh, um, we he used to talk quite a bit about incremental improvement, and then it got to the point where he's like, incremental improvement's not enough. This was probably going into year four under yeah. uh, HCSF. He's like, incremental improvement is not enough. I not to say that you can reset certain things, but when you're talking about, uh, I, I'm going to find one of these comments because they, they made a good point. Um, uh, here we go. James Boardman says, fundamentals, they didn't quit in games last year, but they would make stupid mistakes. So an incremental improvement is cleaning up some of those mistakes. You do that, maybe instead of going 4-8, and eight, you go 6-6, six and six and you're bowl eligible. Uh, you know, And John's many, happy. How many teams... And, and I mean this honestly. How many teams in the Big Ten actually have better rosters than us? Three? You can probably say Ohio State, Michigan. Penn State. Penn State. Penn State. That's it. But but here's here's I, where... I don't know, though. Here's where Nebraska has really suffered. Uh, and, and I... It pained me listening to uh, Monday Night Therapy from last week with Scott Docterman. But... What Nebraska has sorely lacked, probably for the better part of 15 years, is player development. Yeah, I mean, re- even, even let's go back. Indomitian Sue didn't really develop here. We 
you know, he came here and and just brutalized everybody. But I don't think you could say that he, you know, went from scrub to star. You know, it there. Levante David, you know, he he came out of junior college and and was a stud here, and he's still he's one of the most underrated players in the NFL today because he's consistent, but he's not flashy, uh, and and so. You know he he doesn't get noticed as much, but we have we get a lot of quality players. I mean, you know, high three, four star, whatever you want. But I feel like for many of them, they get here and they don't take that next step. And then you wonder why we have how many guys we have drafted three, two, yeah, something like that. I mean, I don't know if you if you count guys that went to other programs from our program and got drafted. <laughs> Dude, we had a backup quarterback no. go to the Vikings as a fullback. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, Wandale got drafted. Yeah, <clears throat> he had to leave. So yeah, it needs to change under the staff. I don't know. I think from looking at our roster, how many teams are talented, more talented than us. I don't know. Wisconsin has brought in a lot of players on offense, and uh, you know we're going to be talking to other teams throughout the off season and find out about their teams. But um, I don't know. Iowa, Iowa might actually have a better roster than us. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Well, let's let's hit up some of these other uh, comments that that people were leaving, uh, because we know that the Big Ten is going to change, really, it, you know, a year from now. So Fred uh, says, in the Big Ten West as it is right now, I think we're okay. Iowa is dull. Iowa, Wisconsin can't see uh, can't see them doing well right off with new offense. Minnesota has a moron at head coach. We beat that, and we're golden. Um, I mean, I I don't. I usually don't disagree with Fred. Sometimes I don't always read his comments before putting them on there, but I don't typically disagree <laughs> with him. Um, then we have uh, uh, Brian Bauer says, when Rayola and the other 24 uh, quarterback hit Georgia, one or two QBs on Georgia's roster will hit the portal. Uh, we might be able to snag one, but they might not be the running type that Rule likes. Uh, you know, that that's... You is know, that what Rule wants is a running type, or is that just what he has? Because I feel like the other ones he's going after aren't running types. I don't think we know for sure. I honestly don't. I really, right. you know, I, I, I was thinking about this. And in the in the past few years, you know, when we kind of become conditioned to think that our offense should be the team, the thing that carries a team. And uh, I, I guess if you look at our defense, start looking at our defense and <laughs> Tony Bless White, you. the defensive coordinator, one of the things that I I started did you know I I play with different perspectives in my mind because I have all these voices in my head all the time, and I thought you know maybe our defense will be our strong suite this going into this year and we have a good defensive coordinator we're going to find out, and they will win us more games than our offense where our offense just really has to be kind of pedestrian. I'll say this in regards to Brian's comment here. Um, you know, he says, you know, might or may. And I know I joked about, you know, Dylan Rayola a couple of years from now being a, a corn dog. But, like, you know, what's that old saying? If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. I mean, it's it, – we can't rely on speculation, you know. Um, we, w- another old phrase or cliche is if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with, uh, you know, 
that I think is more applicable. We gotta we gotta take the guys who want to be in Lincoln and ride them as far as as you know they'll take from from coaching staff you know really from Trev Alberts all the way down to uh, you know backup long snapper or, or you know the most insignificant player on the team I don't know who that would be uh, but the guys who are in Lincoln the guys who you know want to be here those are the guys that that you know that uh, as, as Herb Brooks at, at least uh, maybe not, maybe not Herb Brooks but uh, um, oh what the hell's that uh, I can't think of his name now the actor. Mel Brooks? Not Mel Brooks. The the guy who played Herb Brooks in the movie Miracle. Kurt Russell. Thank you. As Kurt Russell said, I don't know if Herb Brooks actually said it. Uh, the name on the front of the jersey is a hell of a lot more important than the name on the back. So, uh, that's that's what I have to say. I, about that. If you want to compare some, if, since we're bringing up Georgia so much, I mean Georgia <laughs> won back to back titles, right? Yeah. And they did it with what? Who at quarterback? Matt Stafford. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stetson Bennett. And what was his star rating coming into football? Not high. No, he was a walk-on. Yeah. But, you know, if you look at how Georgia built their team, I mean, the, the, their lines were unbelievable. Their defensive line, how many guys got drafted in the first round by Georgia? Or, for, you know, from Georgia. That's You kind of look at it and you go, okay, now they're – they won back-to-back titles with a walk-on quarterback. And now they're going to get four, five-star quarterbacks. What the hell do you think is going to happen here? All right, I have to address this one. What? Orson, Orson Adolf <laughs> says y'all never should have fired Frost, which I means Adolf, as I in Hitler. I, it may or may not be. It's not my place to uh, uh, speculate. So Orson, he says y'all, meaning he's not a Husker fan. So I'm curious if, if Orson, if you're there. Uh, what's your tribe and why do you think we should have never <laughs> fired Frost? Be- and first of all, we, like collectively the three of us, didn't. That was that was a decision that came. We might have asked for it. We might have hoped that it happened sooner. Uh, but you know, like, that, was, that decision was above our pay grade. So I'm just curious, uh, Orson, what, what uh, uh, school or team that you root for? And don't say Creighton because we'll boot you out of here just that fast. Um Josh said 2023 is a big year uh, for this program, in, in his opinion. Last chance with the divisions. Got to at least compete in the West and get to a bowl. Um, Nebraska, Vin, from Vince Watson, Nebraska is a low to mid-tier Big Ten team until they prove otherwise. I don't yeah. – there's no arguing with that. Mid-tier, um, let's not get hmm? – Mid-tier, let's not get cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> We're not Northwestern, by God. We actually won some games in North America last year. Um, and we would have won one in Ireland if we would not do foolish onside kicks. Ill-timed. Tony says uh, getting to a bowl game is a successful season. That's right there with John. Uh, and, and it, look, it's got to be 6-6. Six and six. We're not limping in at 5-7, and seven, right, John? You can agree? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, clear- if you do, you take it. Like yeah. Man, and yeah. You know, yeah. And you fucking, ah, I made me so mad when we, anyways, go ahead. Now that's a great question. Sorry. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, and then a damn beast media says, seriously, cannot wait until Nebraska beats USC, no matter how long it takes for that to happen. That would be fun. I mean, look, the, the addition of, of, uh, uh, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, John, but the addition of USC and UCLA, it, 
first of all, I don't like it uh, because I I still am old enough to remember like the the regional rivalries, you know, and and, and you know you you hate your neighboring state like like the border war Kansas Missouri they haven't played that game in how many years right uh, now you have UCLA and UC USC that have to travel sometimes across the country to play a conference game against a Maryland, Penn State, Rutgers, Ohio State, you know, things like that. And look, I get it. They're getting a more favorable uh, kickoff time because they don't have to kick off, you know, after dark, you know, for most of the country. But I I just, I, I don't know. It, something about the addition of those two teams just still doesn't sit right with me. And I get that it's all, Money driven, and I've accepted it, but I just I still don't like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like it a lot. Well, yeah. you live in LA though, so you'll be able to watch the Huskers more frequently. I'm guessing. Yeah, that's why I like it. Yeah, that's fine. But also, hey man, they're getting five hundred dollars from EA Sports. They can travel across the country to play some fucking games. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all right. So Orson did ask this question. I know you guys said, "Oh, great question." Why did y'all fire Bo Pelini? Because Sean Eichorst is a pussy. <laughs> All right, That's it, uh, the correct answer. So Eichorst didn't like the fact that another man had a bigger dick than him and would bang it on the table every time he had the chance. Sean Eichorst is a sloppy-handed car salesman with a weak with a weak handshake and a limp wrist. And I don't like it. He was not a good athletic director. I'm not going to argue with that. I met him one time, and he was sle- he just came off sleazy. <laughs> I didn't like him. He didn't pass the he didn't pass the sniff test, man. Uh, also, we're we're you know we're just here since since we're communicating openly and friendly with Orson here. Uh, Orson uh, says that Scott Frost needed more time. Honestly, I I think you know I know John, you've been on record to say that he should have been fired a year before. Uh, yeah. You know, after the end of the 2021 season. Uh, and then I did ask Orson, what, what's your tribe, what's your team? And, and uh, I, you know, I believe that's Arkansas. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it. That seems ridiculous. It, it's, it that's, is kind of a bizarre one, isn't it? That's as, as ridiculous as Roll Tide. And I'll, I'll, ask you th- I'll ask you this. Completely off topic, what the hell does Crimson Tide have to do with elephants? Like. Fig, fig, get some continuity there. Somebody answer well, that question for me. We have men killing mastodons. Yep, we're bringing it back. Uh, Nebraska got robbed. Got robbed. Oh, see, I do. So that is sort of. The, <laughs> I know exactly what he means by this. I, I think. Sorry. Um, All good, Tweety. Your show too, bud. Well, I know, but I. I, I um. Oh, the one-second game? That's not what I was talking about. But, yeah, oh, okay. we did get robbed there, too. But Frost was so close so many times. to he. The roster is so much better than Frost's record. The te- he, it was just like sloppiness. It was attention to detail. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. and And that is where Frost fell. It wasn't that he's a bad coach. It wasn't that he didn't have a good roster. It said he was, he was, my computer keeps turning the fuck off. It said he was lazy, and he 
was so unfucking focused, man. And like, that's the problem. Bellini, the way you do everything, anything is the way you do everything. Bellini was an asshole. Everything he did, he did it like an asshole. People don't like to work with assholes. That's why Polini got Polini, right? Like, I feel like you can say exactly why every coach did what they did. So it was Matt, what's Matt Rule going to do? What's Matt Rule's, if you do anything, you do everything, you know, or you know what I'm saying? It, the way you do anything. What was it going to be? What do you I, think it's going to be? What do you think it's going to be? Damn it. I asked you first. I'll say this. I think there'll be a greater attention to detail. Uh, I think, you know, it may not be the first game against Minnesota, although I, I hope, you know, but I, I think some of the preventable mistakes will be cleaned up. I really do. Um, I, I think that they will play smarter. I We've already seen uh, what some of the, some of the linemen, right, are talking about the, the, shifting mentality in the weight room and, and, and Tweety, I know you, you, uh, lift and you might be able to speak a little bit more to that, but you know, just, uh, uh how they varied up the, the workouts, right. To, uh, have guys, you know, drop some weight and be, I don't know, quicker, smoother, you know, faster off the ball, whatever, whatever. Powerlifting. Like from what I understand anyways, it sounds like they're doing a lot of powerlifting, which has its place, but that Everybody knows that powerlifters are big, fat, slow, and dumb. Everybody knows that. So, like, if you you need to develop fast twitch, you need to develop speed, you need to develop develop endurance, you need to develop, you know, quickness and elusiveness. You're not going to do that just back squatting. Like, it's crazy to me. And not even that. They show these guys in the Husker weight room back squatting 700 pounds, but they're not even close to parallel. You didn't back squat 700 pounds. It's crazy. Anyways, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. They, that's we okay. we we miss this type of uh, perspective. I, I I know I know uh, a little more crossfitty. Like they need that kind of stuff. I want to see. Like I, I honestly think there's more value in flipping a a tire 50 times than there is you know doing an 800 pound back squat not to death. If you want to get real strength, you got to come out of a hole. Every, I mean, it's just basic lifting. Aaron, I can deadlift 500 pounds. I mean, that's not true. I can't do that. I can deadlift 430 pounds. So I'm supposed to be impressed that a fucking seven foot O lineman that's 22 years old can like lift 600 pounds. No, I'm not impressed by that. Like anybody can do that. If they put their mind to it. Aaron, uh, our, our coordination uh, baseball writer says we had no dynamic slash functional strength and, Completely unrelated to that, but I have to highlight this one because it's Fred, right? Uh, Fred says that Matt Rule will row dipshit flex boat into a great lake. Great lake. Shout out a big W, then sail on to violate Dion like a parking meter. Nice. See, I really I like, think that Tweety. I think you and Fred are going to get along real well. Yeah, I like Fred. I think <laughs> Fred me and Fred that got off on the wrong foot the first the first episode. Yeah. I like Fred now. Okay, things I agree with. You said, what What do I think will be wrong? What will be the downfall of Matt Rule? Mm-hmm. I will tell you what I hope it isn't. My that wasn't a question, though. That's a straw man. Okay. What I hope it isn't is that it's loyalty. Because it seems like every coach we've had for the last 20 years has done this 
Oh, they're loyal to this coach that fucking sucks. Listen, if Donovan Raiola can't be a good offensive line coach, he needs to go get another oh, fucking job. If that McGuire kid that's 23 years old and everybody's like, don't make fun of his age, he's a genius. Well, if he can't coach wide receivers and our wide receivers can't catch the ball and can't make plays, then he needs to get the fuck out of there too. In other words, if you can't, if you can't find the weak links in your staff and replace them and don't do this, why have to be loyal bullshit, then that I think is the key to, for me to success. Can you change if you need to change? Can you hire and fire the people that need to be hired or fired? And the whole loyalty thing is, I, I'm, I've never, I'm not going to say I don't understand it, but it's led to the downfall of so many people, honestly, because they're just shitty managers. John says, I think Rule likes working with people he knows, but he also seems to have real tangible expectations of them. He's fired friends before. That sounds like a that sounds like a wishful thinking of the last sentence. Do you have? Can you name one person he fired that he was friends with? I ca- I can't. Well, I mean, I know I can't either, but I don't know enough. I'm just interested to see if that's a real thing or if that's just a soundbite, like a talking point. Uh, Fred also says uh, to you, Tweety, that I can't. He can't quit you. Can't quit you, buddy. So. <laughs> This is why I love the this show. first part of what Josh said I agree with I do think he'll do that Josh says he fired a buddy while he was at Carolina yeah so. I think I remember hearing something about that too now actually I'm trying to remember who it was because the guy got pissed right <clears throat> you know the honest to god truth is if you're going to use words like loyalty it has to cut both ways like if I'm in a project and I'm doing a poor job I can't just look at the other people around me and go, hey, could you guys carry me through this to the end? That's not, that's like you're using honest people's honesty against themselves, which is the worst sin that you can do against people. If you are a really honest coach and a loyal friend, supposedly, a loyal buddy, and you sucked, then you would be How good of a friend are you anyways? Yeah. yeah. Like, you would do that. I agree. Somebody's got to be, you know, sacrificed for the for the good of the team, right? It's not even a sacrifice, right? Because a sacrifice no. assumes you didn't do anything right. Right, right. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. Like it's not a, if you if you can't do your job, you get fucking canned, man. Welcome to the world. That Roger is- Moore in I, I believe Roger was one, you know had had three early uh, comments in Monday night, but uh, Roger says this podcast should be called Fred Nation. <laughs> I do feel like now this this is I'm springing this on uh, John and Tweety, but I do feel like over the course of the next two and a half months, you know, we we may send links out to some of you and have you join us on the show. I don't know. John already looks like that's a bad idea. Don't put that on in the public space. Right, I didn't. I was just shocked. <laughs> you just sprung it out there. I was. I did. Uh, I uh, I I don't discuss things much um, with my colleagues. I apologize for that. A uh, couple things that I wanted to talk about. Can we can we poke fun at Todd just a little bit since he's not here to defend himself? Yeah. Who's Todd? Todd Wolverton. Uh, he's John's co-host on the Monday Night Therapy. Okay. He's a, a longtime Husker fan. They actually went. You went to college with Todd, right? Yes. The Flying Salami Brothers, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Tweet. I don't know if you know this story. Well. 
first of all, Tweedy, you know that they're like going to have a big volleyball day in Nebraska, right? They're going to have volleyball at Memorial yeah, Stadium. Something about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Todd thought, well, I'll mosey up there day of and get myself a ticket. Not realizing that they'd sell out 82,900, whatever it is, tickets in less than a week, right, John? I think it was a few hours. Yeah, like within two days, I think they sold out. I just since he's not here to defend himself, I don't know why. I was, maybe it's because I was re, you know re-listening or, or not re-listening, but listening to uh, the Monday Night Therapy yesterday. I'm like, we. I wasn't around last week to to joke about Todd's ignorance in this case, and I just wanted to. I just wanted to bring that to life for our our Thursday night crew who thought that you know we're a Nebraska school as much as anything, or I'm sorry, a volleyball uh, school now as much as anything. And Todd thought he'd be able to walk up on Volleyball Day in Nebraska to Memorial Stadium and get a ticket to go in uh, and get a, and expect to get a seat. He's like, oh, I, maybe they'd be forty five or 50,000 tickets sold and it's sold out. Uh, again, if you got a ticket, if you're going, great job. Uh, you, you were smarter than Todd, basically. I, well, is it shocking that we sold out 82,000? No, yeah. the shocking part is that Todd thought he'd be able to go up on the day of the event and get a ticket. I find it shocking that we sold out 82,000 tickets to a volleyball game. Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, Why? Two, two of them, right? Because there's, you know, they're getting... Well, there's yeah. Kearney and there's Omaha and there's a number of teams. Yeah. And then there's supposed to be somebody in a band or some kind of show concert thing. Well, that'd be fun. <laughs> I I can almost It'll guarantee... it be Weird you. Al. I don't think you could get 82,000 people to watch a volleyball game on television. That's why I find it surprising that you get them to go there in person. It's the spectacle of it, right? People watch a lot of volleyball, man. It's, it's, it's It's the idea that you're a part of history to an extent, wouldn't you say, John? Like you're... It, it's the event. It's this maybe spectacle more than anything. Well, there's that, but I mean, come on! It's a, it's like the spring game. People keep right. thinking about these things in terms of sports. It is a social event, a, an event to be at. If you're, you know, what else is going to go on at Lincoln, Nebraska, on a Wednesday night before football season starts? And I think it isn't it on a Wednesday or is, when is it? It's like the day before we play uh, Minnesota, and we play Minnesota on a Thursday. It's an event. The spring game is an event. It's something to be at. It's not just about, like, oh, there's a sport here. So. Do we really play them on a Thursday now? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have to bump the night that we do the show. <laughs> we're gonna, well, we might have difficulty. I, I Hopefully organizing things on Wednesday night. Before why that game, a, somewhere. Why don't we aim, what? The, aim a camera at the TV? Because <laughs> I think doesn't that count as reproduction or a dissemination of a, a, a broadcast? Yeah. Are we technically um, allowed to do that if we are changing it? Oh wait, no, you can't show the screen. That's right, which is stupid. Right. You could sh- you could show you watching it. Yeah, I know that. Our reaction. Yes, we played Minnesota on a Thursday night, which is going to be difficult because I'm trying to find out from people if are they are people going to actually tailgate at all? Are they going to do anything at all? Because it really just is, I don't know. 
I mean, I plan on going to the game, but I mean, if you're not tailgating and you're not doing like some kind of gathering and having fun, it just takes a lot of life out of it. Guys, have we uh, crossed everything off of our to-do list tonight? <laughs> Do we have a to-do list? Yeah. Don't you know that, that – didn't you get that email? I sent you – I did not. I sent you a picture of a – I got that. Where? That is sweet. I'm going to use that. Don't because I got better ones. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is cryptic. By we, the really, way, we really hope all of you have enjoyed our, our – our in middle of the show production meeting and uh, uh, go ahead John you were going to say something I was going to say I'm going to get some pearls we saw we did we did have a comment in there about you uh, clutching your pearls I'm going to get some John yes. no, no, you know I'm not going to ask that question that's go ahead it's too late in the night it's wildly inappropriate uh, I feel bad even thinking. We need more props. <laughs> I need more uh, light. Yeah, you do. I mean, I've got this Pittsburgh Steeler tape dispenser. That's great. What the Does hell? That help? Does that help? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Ulti- the ultimate prop right here. Make sure you go on Amazon and get your copy of John Johnston's Been Dead, Never Been to Europe. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, John had the Widowmaker heart attack a number of years back uh, and a brain injury that came with it. And this uh, very manageable book, um, because it's, it's, see, it's, it's manageable. Uh, it's manageable in size, just like John. Never mind. Um, but it, it, uh, it's a good read. You get some stories of John's youth playing uh, high school football out in whatever little uh, one-horse town that was. Curse. Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. Curtis, Nebraska. Uh, but you also get a, a lot of uh, information on his road to recovery. So uh, after you've read that, then go back on Amazon and get Manage Your Damage, uh, another John Johnston original. And that's all the shilling I have for you. John, are you happy with that now? Yeah, you know, I do have a third book. It's just really short. Okay. It's actually free. It's called The Mystery of the Dent in My Head because I do have a dent in my head. We'll leave that for another podcast. That is fantastic. (laughs) Uh, Fred, no, that's not a Cordell Stewart tape dispenser. It's just uh, a scotch. I don't know. You can't read that probably. There it is. Not a Stewart. It's a scotch. All right. That's it for this. Before uh, we go, can we ask just one thing? What? Orson, Orson, how did you find us? Orson Adolf, how did you find us on YouTube or wherever you're coming at? I want to know how this guy found us <laughs> or why he suddenly decided to start watching our live show. We're just going to sit here and wait. How, how is L.A.? How, how's it going out in L.A.? Um, how, do you feel about, how do you feel about homelessness? <laughs> I feel that any solution that they might come up with would be very difficult through my grandfather. Okay. I don't even, I don't know what that. You guys got a washer or a dryer in the back there? Who, me? Yeah. That's probably my uh, air conditioner. It's hot in this garage. Gotcha. 
he taught he teaches law at the University of Arkansas. And he told you Okay. Well you're reading it faster than I can highlight it. <laughs> All right. Is Orson my grandbaby? No. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I don't know. Orson does say I love y'all and then he does say uh uh especially you, John. Oh my god. Well that's good. Um I feel <laughs> can like, I be your grandbaby? <laughs> I feel like this I feel like this podcast is jumping the shark, guys. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. I think it's go home time. Uh all right everybody. We we appreciate you. Uh as always each and every week. Uh thanks for tuning in. Thanks for spending uh, your Thursday evening with us. For those of you who are waiting until Friday and getting this show uh, uh just in the audio format you don't know what you're missing, come come be part of the conversation. Uh, join us live uh, every Thursday, 9 o'clock Central. That's God's time zone. It's the only one that matters. Uh, and we'll see you back here next week. Uh, I'll actually, it'll be 10 o'clock for me. I'll actually be in Eastern Kentucky uh, next week, but I'll be doing the show from the hotel room, uh, from the uh, conference that I'll be at. So looking forward to uh, uh, probably talking like this to is not disturb the people around me uh but looking forward to next week so for our founder our fearless leader john dam johnston for ryan tweedy i'm greg mahachko this is the five heart podcast where we remind you each and every week that five heart is all the heart you need john go big red tweedy um <laughs> bye you, you know, some, somebody a couple weeks ago uh, when we signed off and you weren't here, somebody put in the comments, Fatty Rides the Bus. Oh, that's nice. I can't so, say that, though, because no. it's a different thing. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, just saying. <laughs> just wanted you to know somebody remembered. Thank you, guys. So. I appreciate for you for remembering. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>